Episode 81, The Games We Play 2020 Gift Guide, Part 2. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletop, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and with me is the other co-founder, Chris. Hello, all. Welcome back. This is, well, I mean, this is part two of the 2020 Game Gift Guide. Uh, Is that what I called it? Yeah, Yeah, I think it is. Part two. Something like that. Part two. Part the du. The du. The duo. Deuce? I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see who anyway. remembers that reference. Part duo. I think we actually have an uh, episode. We do. That. We do. Anyway, we're we getting go off back track. Revisit that. Yeah. Uh, this is actually episode 81. That's what we're calling this. Uh, this is actually part two, like I said, of our holiday 2020 gift guide. Uh, check out episode 80. We did our first several categories. We just want to split this up to make it some smaller episodes, a little easier to edit, let me tell you, Um, and uh, a little easier to find these games. So on episode 80, we talked about the two-player game, stocking stuffers, modern classics, and now we're going to tackle our family games. Uh, We broke that up with uh, categories of eight and younger, and then children nine to 12, and then like teenagers, adults. We're also going to talk about some party games and some heavier games. Uh, if you didn't catch episode 80, I suggest you go back and listen to it. Uh, but with this, this is not a comprehensive uh, buying guide. This isn't like our comprehensive top 100 games or whatever. Uh, there are games that are did not make this list that are really good for these categories. There's going to be some really good party games and family games that you're not going to hear on this list. And that's okay. Um, we did do this last year in 2019. So definitely please go check that out. And the idea is... You, you combine 2019s and 2020s, and you're going to have a really good list of games to play. Now, there's, I think, a little overlap. I Just think. a couple. Yeah, not a lot. We we really try to uh, emphasize that, that adding new stuff. But there are just a couple games on, on we hate, like, hey, this is still a good game. Uh, so, oh, absolutely. Yep. So yep. the idea here is uh, some of these are going to be a little newer, just just so we can keep something fresh. And not to mention, sometimes when you're buying for a family member, they probably have some of these older games that might be on last year's. Uh, so we wanted to include some newer games that maybe they might not have. Uh, if you're buying for yourself or getting into the hobby, definitely go check out 2019. Like I said, a lot of good games there. We're going to talk about a lot of games here too. Don't don't get me wrong. But I uh, just wanted to throw that disclaimer out. All right. So since we're in part two, should we just get into it and jump head first to this, Chris? Yeah. All right, let's do this. All right, so first category up tonight is family games for younger children, eight or younger. We kind of drew that line around eight. Not to say that nine-year-olds or 10-year-olds wouldn't enjoy some of these and vice versa, but that's kind of a good age, you know, at least with our kids, at least yours when they were younger. Yeah. And my current child, that's about the <laughs> age, so it's a little easier to it's a little easier to judge what uh, is going to be good, but every, every child's different, so just throwing that out there. Okay, so first game on the list is Ice Cool. That's I-C-E space cool. Uh, It's supposed to sound like ice school, like high school. Uh, This is actually a fun little dexterity game where you're actually (laughs) playing penguins. And the, the really cool thing about this is when you open the box, there's like boxes within boxes within boxes. And 
the box it comes in is a part of the game because they all come out and then they clip together to make this 3D school of boxes and there's holes uh, to connect to the rooms and essentially you're little, these little penguin guys and you're flicking them around through the school and you're trying to, it's almost like tag, uh, you take turns, you're trying to catch the other people while the other penguins are are trying to escape and collect their fish and there's some cards and scoring mechanism when you get your fish and everything and uh, everybody gets a turn at trying to get everybody and at the end whoever has the most points wins. It's a pretty simple game, but what makes it kind of cool is that these little penguin plastic things, they're weighted on the bottom. Think, yeah. you know, those old school, like, blow up punching. I don't, what do you call those? Like, those clowns, you know what I'm talking about? Well, you may not remember the old Fisher Price Weeble Wobbles. Yes, Weeble that's Wobbles, what I'm but they don't of. fall yeah. down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, they'll, like, the go down, iron. they'll pop yeah, right yeah, back yeah, up. Yep, yeah. Yep. That's exactly what exactly this is. That's exactly how they are. Yep. Yeah. And so it adds some interesting mechanics because they wobble around, and you can get some really cool spin, and you can, like, spin them around walls or flip them over walls. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, silly little game, but our I know our son really loves playing it, and we played with adults, too, and everybody seems to have a blast with this one, so... Uh, fun little dexterity game. A lot of cool. A lot of cool. <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> uh, but there is a second one in the series called Ice Cool 2, and I believe it adds more players. And then I think there's ways to combine both games that have like a massive one. Correct. Uh, so so uh, I have to pick up that one still, but highly recommend this one. It's a lot of fun for families and, and kids love it. It's all called Ice Cool. Yeah, this is one that was on our list last year, and it, it is just that good of a game. And again, like you said, Ice Cool two um came out and it just this is a game that will um eight years and youngers will love so highly and recommend even the teenagers yep. even the older kids well yes and and the older kids and the older taxpaying uh kids and stuff so yep yep <laughs> most definitely all right what's the second game on the list chris second game is on the list is on is is called blockus this is a 2000 game this has been around for a while and one of the reasons why i, I really wanted to put this on the list is because this is one of the uh, those games that is out at target is out at walmart and is is readily available and a great gateway game to get kids into um, other hobby type games but basically in in blockus it's an abstract sta uh, strategy game with uh, transparent tetris shaped colored pieces that players um they, they're trying to play onto the board the the only caveat really is on placing is a piece that it may not lie adjacent to one of your pieces but but instead you have to place it touching at least one corner of your pieces around the board so it, it really is gives you that thinking aspect of like planning things out. And yep. um, like I said, it's a strategy game. So it is a thinking yeah, you, game. Yep. It's not a lot. You can game. like set up like blocking each yeah. other. You, you like, can go on the defense. Yeah. You can go on the offense. You can, you know, try to take away avenues for uh, um, your opponent. It's two to four players. Playing time is around 20 minutes. So it, it's yeah. a very uh, short game. Um, can play one of those games that you could play like a few times. But I've seen this. Um, it's like a $25 game on Amazon. I've seen this on sale every now and then at Target and Walmart. So you can get it. And it fall again with Target and the, the buy two, get one free. And like you said, the 25% off coupons. And you can really get good deals on this game. And it's, it's, a, it's a great game, like I said, to introduce to kids to get them to think. 
in that aspect mm-hmm. and then but really it's easy. like it is easy it, it really is it's easy but it's still challenging easy one of those yes. things easy to easy to play but still uh, stimulates and challenging um yep. the the players with that aspect and to grab them that aspect of it's not a rolling move it's not total luck that kind of aspect it 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 really is um it's a thinking game it it's yep. won several awards over the years um 2002 spills to yaris recommended all, all these uh, several japanese all these other foreign countries uh words i can't pronounce um mensa select winner of 2003 so it it's it's very popular so it's a game blackus um one to check out yeah it's a good game all right next one on my list is uh there's a series of games by yellow called tales and games uh they're kind of unique because they look like a book on the shelf and in fact when you get it it it, they're all themed after books like fairy tales and you open it up it has a magnetic uh lid and and the front of the book opens up and then the game's inside which is pretty cool uh and the one i really like though of the ones i have played is the hare and the tortoise so we're really big fans of the tortoise and the hare hare and this is um, this is that theme. It's that it's that game. Um, and and this there will be a track that's set up. There's a there's starting line and, and a finish line. And then you have all the different characters. You have the tortoise. You have the hare. You have the big bad wolf. You have a lamb. And each of these characters all have different movement patterns and rules to them. And essentially, it's a card game where players go around placing one up to three of the same animal down. And once a threshold is played for the amount of that animal then then the, all the animals move based on how many cards were played like i said all the animals had kind of a different move set uh i.e some might be just the amount of cards are played like the turtle is one two th- or three cards he only moves one but if four cards are played then he moves two stuff like that it's pretty simple it has a nice little picture guide that comes with it so it's really easy to keep track and that's it it's a really simple game, but has a lot of fun theme. Um, it, it gets uh, it gets you thinking and the strategy because you're obviously you're you're betting or you're choosing who you think is going to win. And it's kind of secret. There's a little strategy of what you're going to play, when to play it, to try to push out. And so it's not really com- too complicated, but there's enough there that actually. Uh, like with some of these other games, they get the kid, your child thinking, but at the same time, it's actually a fun for you to play too. And it's not like mind numbingly yeah, boring yeah. or, or extremely lucky. So it's, it's a nice little in between there of a, a little mindless lucky game too, with some strategy in there. And, and it has a fun theme and there's like, I mean, even the wooden meeples, it's all colorful and it's fun. And I, I know my son, when we pulled it out, he we played like four, five, six times in a row. He had a lot of fun. So uh, that's Tales and Games. That's the series, The Hare and the Tortoise. Fun stuff. Next game moving on is a game that has been around for a while too as well. It's a two to six player game. It takes about 30 minutes. It's called Headbands, and they do have a kid version. There's an adult version, which has a little different questions, but uh, the kid's version, think of 
a uh, it's a new take on 20 questions so what it is is you draw a card and you actually place it on a plastic crown that goes on your head so you don't look at it you put the card in it so everybody around your plane can see what that card is and the person starts basically asking questions trying to gather uh, the answers and formulate what they are it could be you could draw a card it says and i am a pig and so you're like, am I a barn uh, or I'm an animal and see where they say that? Yes or no. Yep. Okay. And start going along with that. Um, so it, it is another one of those thinking games, but this game is, is one of the type of games that can lead to a lot of laughter and enjoyment and silliness in that aspect when you're playing. And it's, it's a perfect age group of five to 10 year olds really would love this. And as long just, as they can yeah. probably read, right? Yeah, as long as they can read, and there's pictures on it too, as well. Oh, okay. So they so can see, they can yeah. see, yeah, they can see a pig, and so you can help them along with that. But one of the things I like of this, this is a type of game that came out with many versions. Um, it it has a Disney version and a Marvel version. So oh. those two ty type of themes would really, oh, yeah. really grasp kids. Okay, you got a you oh, know yeah. a, a young kid who's really into uh, Marvel and superheroes. Great. You can get this game and, oh, you know, you can see, am I, am I Iron Man or that, that kind of stuff. And then there's also Disney characters where you can go through and say, you know, am I a princess? Okay, that narrows it down. And uh, do I have a blue dress and or whatever, that, that kind of aspect mm -hmm. to go along to to um, um, see it, which Disney character you're, you drew. So it's a lot of fun. Um, you get the generalized one or you can get a specific theme you know, with with your kids or or group, <laughs> um, and like I said, there is an adult version too um, that has you know, a little more adult themed um, items to to try to guess. But it, it's it's a fun, silly game. Like I said, two to six players comes with these crowns that you draw the card and put in the center of the crown, so everybody else at the table can see see what it is. But a fun little silly game. Like I said, these these don't last too long 20, 30 minutes, and they tend to lean a lot of laughter so love that cool. love la love laughing especially with kids love to laugh and enjoy uh games absolutely cool well next game i have on our list is roller coaster challenge uh so this is by think fun i believe and they're kind of known for these little puzzly single player ish games um and i wouldn't really necessarily call it a board game per se but at the same time it kind of is uh what the idea of this is is in the box it comes with this plastic platform and then all these little plastic risers and then tracks these plastic tracks and they're all different shapes and colors and sizes and it comes with a deck of cards and on one side it gives you a setup and so you do the basic setup and it says all right you need these other pieces and now you need to figure out how to get the roller coaster from this place to this place so it gives you the starting and, st and ending place and then you figure it out it's a puzzle and so you get to build this roller coaster track and connect them all up with the given pieces to try to connect up the end and starting point that it gave you and then you get this little cart uh, this little roaster or roller coaster cart and you put up this start and you get to roll it down and it, there's loop-de-loops and turns and it's uh it's a lot of fun very interactive but like like i said very puzzly it, it's a good 
um, it, it starts out like super easy and and then it gets up to like level 50 or 60 and, and it's pretty difficult. It gets, it gets difficult, but really cool components and how it all works together and utilizes all the pieces to come up with a really fun roller coaster in the box. I know my son has spent dozens and dozens and dozens of hours with this and he can God. do it he's 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 now he was doing this i think at six or seven years old and he was doing this by himself you know the first couple times i you know i showed him how it works and and showed him the pieces but after that he ran with it and was able to figure out himself and do it by himself and then a lot of times it just turned into him building his own ones and just <laughs> making the roller coaster going down he had a lot of fun with it so uh, really cool. I really enjoyed it. This is definitely a game I wish uh, was around when I was a kid because I would have loved, loved playing with this. But I highly suggest it. It's called Roller Coaster Challenge. Another that does sound a lot of fun. Love the theme. Love the theme of that. Very unique. Yep. yep. Next game I will be talking about is another game from a decade ago, 1986. It's called Labyrinth. It's more than a decade yeah, ago. It is more than a decade ago. <laughs> Actually, they just uh, they just reprinted. Yep, I believe they did. It uh, it it has made a few uh, evolutions. Uh, I want to say it used to be called the Amazing Labyrinth um, yep. by Raven Ravensburger, which yep. is a, a, a game producer that has put out many many games and uh, always always tend to be good quality and and fun games. I've never really seen too many that I didn't like from Ravensburger. But basically in Labyrinth, oh, it's it's the game board has a set of tiles and they're fixed uh, solidly onto it. And uh, what you try to do is you have these tiles and these tiles slide um, along this labyrinth. They in and out of rows um, created by these tiles that are, uh, so they're basically they're locked into place. One tile always remains outside the labyrinth and players, they, they take turns um, taking this extra tile and slide it into a row of the labyrinth, moving all those tiles and pushing uh, one of them out the other side of the board. Um, so then this newly removed tile becomes the piece for the next player to add onto the yep. maze. So what players do is they move around um, in the shifting paths of the labyrinth in a race to collect treasures. So whoever collects um, all of the treasures uh, uh, first and returns to that home space wins. So it, it, it's a puzzle game, really. Um, because the spaces on those rows are moving, if I remember yes, correctly, right? Yes. And so it moves you, and so like you have to move stuff to get the next gap to move down and... And yeah. it's ever shifting the whole time. Absolutely, it, it's it is this like modular board that is constantly in flux and movement. About you can plan this, but somebody does this, and you have to adjust it. It it, it is a puzzle. There's there's all the thinking that goes involved with puzzles. It's in this game, and you're trying to, like you said, you're trying to map a path to get these treasures for that and collect them and, and race uh, your opponents as well as while they're moving pieces and you're moving yep. pieces and yep. it, it's it's one it's of those cool. oh it really is there could it's be i mean it could it could get cutthroat in the fact of you're oh, trying yeah. to play and, and this kind of aspect so <laughs> yeah. it really i mean it's it's an excellent game for kids in the puzzle aspect but playing with adults it it, it is same too it engages them in that aspect of the challenge Oh, yeah. I, you know, you're going to challenge me into this puzzle and I'm, oh, I'm going to do my best and this kind of stuff. And it's, it's a game that really can, um, can, uh, be very, 
uh, playable for uh, multiple ages and multiple age sets. Oh, yeah. Two to four players. It's a, it's a cool game. It there's is. There's a bunch of themes and yeah. and there's even junior versions. And, right. Yeah. And again, this is, I, I, I found myself on a theme this year of older games that can be uh, consistently found at, at Target and so on. So uh, this is a, is a game. I've seen it at Target um, in the, the hobby game section and stuff. So it's it's readily available. Yeah. They actually, I think they might have like the Disney version maybe even. Oh, is there a Disney version? Let me see. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter Labyrinth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Avatar Labyrinth. Um, yeah, you're Labyrinth. right. Oh, there is a D- Labyrinth. Disney Labyrinth. Yeah, Labyrinth <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> Does David Bowie uh, sing in it too? Does it come with the CD? Maybe. <laughs> That'd be funny. That would be funny. Hello Kitty uh, Labyrinth. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. I didn't know the SpongeBob Labyrinth. Star Wars. There you go. Oh, Star yeah. Wars. They rethemed a bunch of it. I just know it's been around for a long time. Yeah, it has. Older than me. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, last game on our list for ki- uh, family games for younger kids is Cinco Linko. I know Emily and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but uh, uh, this is just a, a small, like, game on the go that you can put in your backpack or in your bag. Um, essentially, it just consists of these small plastic squares. And what you're doing is you're arranging them, uh, taking turns, putting them on the table. And you have to place a, uh, your tile next to another tile on either side, either yours or another player's. And the idea is you're trying to make five in a row, just diagonally or horizontally or vertically. So think... Think of Connect Four, but you're getting five in a row, and you're not restricted by the Connect Four board. It's you can place it all the way to the right and just keep going, or up or down, it doesn't matter, and you just keep going until somebody gets five in a row. Um, and it's really simple, a lot of fun. But even you know our son, he's uh, he really enjoys it. We played I don't know five, six, seven games, really quick, five ten minutes each, but. It really stimulates him having to think and look for the patterns and plan ahead and try to block you. And he really, really likes it. So cheap game. I think it's like 12 bucks maybe. Oh, but, uh, fun. It's pretty easy. It's called Cinco Linko. Nice. You got to love those games that, like you said, you play this numerous, numerous times. 10, 15, 20 bucks uh, for a game that you play 50 times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, the value of entertainment is just, I love that. Yep. Plus, it stimulates the mind. I mean, uh, it's that's like, yes, yeah. that is the main factor. I really like is the is the the brain thinkers, and you get kids to think, and they just learn, and they they. <laughs> it's so amazing. You you do something for or a kid doesn't matter age, young, middle, or older kids. You make it a game, but it's a learning lesson. They're so involved to, uh, and apted to get involved with it and partake in it when you make something a learning aspect a game. Yep, absolutely. Our next topic is family games for older children. So we kind of said 9 to 12, 9 to 13, uh, you know, give that range. Um, these are going to be games that are, are your your classic family games, right? They're going to be, they're, they might be a little more strategic, a little harder than the games we just talked about, but uh, uh, we really like these and they're a lot of fun. And of course, as an adult, you're going to have fun. So Chris, did you want to go ahead and start it off talk about the first one? Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, we feel that Fireball Island is a great family game, uh, really something that would uh, entice the uh, older kids to do that. Um, this is a two to four player game, it lasts around um, 60 minutes, but this is a game uh, that was actually um, 
uh, introduced back in the 80s and Restoration Games re-brought it out in 2018. We're suggesting you go get the 2018 version. It's I, I have. It's, oh yeah, I, don't get the old version. Don't get, get the, the old version. It, it is better. Um, they streamlined the rules. They've uh, done so much. Uh, we've talked about this, and we did a podcast on it earlier this year uh, when we had the game day, and and I got uh, the Kickstarter a version of it. But there's so much fun in this. This it's a throwback to the 80s board games from Hasbro. No, excuse me, not Hasbro. Uh, Parker Brothers and and the, the, the game makers back in those day. Uh, and, but it is so fun. It's It engages. There's more reading. There's a little more rules to it than some of the, the earlier games we were talking about. So this is why it's more 9 to 12 type um, kids. Uh, teenagers and adults would love it too. But there's some silliness. There's some physical dexterity aspects of flicking some uh, the fireballs around or the snakes. Um, but just the the aspect of going around this island, 3D island, with your character and all, all the the feel and the scene and everything with it it's it, it'll grasp the table presence alone uh will just grasp kids to say oh this is cool yeah it's pretty yeah. cool just going around the island trying to correct as much treasure and getting off before the the, the volcano yes. explodes yep. it's, it's a lot of cool get on that hel- helicopter before it yeah leaves. the helicopter yep <laughs> that's what it's called the helicopter, yep, the helicopter. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Even our son, he's played it and he loves it. Like yeah. he, he asks oh, and he yeah. loves playing the game. It's a lot of fun. It, it's just silly when you like knock and flick a narble down. And it goes down because it's a big incline. I mean, this is a big plastic structure. It, it comes up probably two feet off. Of, no, not two feet. Like a foot off at, of at the table. At least a foot, a foot and a half. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But uh, that's Fireball Island. And there's a bunch of expansions. Oh, my gosh. A bunch of yep. expansions. Yeah. I may, I may or may not have them all. So... It adds like a, a extra island and boats extra player. and snakes. And, yep. Yeah, there's a sunken ship. There's uh, uh there's yeah. bees. That's yes. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the killer bee types and yes, crouching tiger hidden. Uh, gosh, I forget what it is. Yeah, there's yeah, there's several pods. Stuff. It's silly stuff. Fun yeah. stuff though. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good game. Yep. And fun for adults, too. All right. Well, second game on the list I put on here is Flashpoint Fire Rescue. So uh, this is probably going to be on the higher end of that age group, but this is basically your firefighters. It's a cooperative game, and you're trying to get into this house that's on fire and rescue people. So it's pretty cool. Uh, each person takes a role of a firefighter, and each firefighter has special, unique abilities. You know, some are going to allow you to move further, or some are better at using their axe. But it's it's a pretty neat game. Um, a lot of fun. You can knock down walls. You can drive your ambulance and fire truck. Uh, there's some dice rolling. You have to control fire and smoke and then try to get to the survivors before they die and then bring them out to the rescue point. I mean, it's very thematic. It's a lot of fun, very cooperative. It's, it's a little tough, but what I also really like is they have a family mode to the game oh, that cool. kind of dumbs it down a little bit, simplifies it for younger kids, and that's why I really can suggest this because it has the family mode, which makes it easier, but it also has the regular rules and some advanced rules to make it more difficult for the adults, too, if you want to play. Um, really cool game. Very cool thematic, very cool components, and it's a lot of fun. So that that's Flashpoint Fire Rescue. Nice. I'm moving along to our next game. 
It's one of our favorite games here at the house and one that uh, Lily, our daughter, loves. It's called Camelot. And this is the second edition that came out in 2018. It's a three to eight player game. Uh, age is really eight and up can play this. It really, really oh, stiff sure. Yeah. Uh, it's about 30, 45 minutes. Uh, but what this is, it it's uh, it's a camel racing game. Um, you you try to basically be uh, first or second place, um, and you bid. You're bidding on these camels and jockeying um, to get them to basically cross the line. But uh, that that's the breaking down simple version of it. But what happens yeah. is, <laughs> what happens is. First off, you open up this box and flip this board out and think of those pop-up books from um, early, yeah, early grade school. That yeah. yeah, you open the pages and all of a sudden the 3D picture comes out. That's what this board does. There's like and, palm trees. Oh, exactly. It is it's awesome. So cool. It is so cool. And it's really the components and table presence of this is just so amazing that it it kind of outshines that it's a fun game. Let alone even the pyramid yes. is but cool. There's yes, there's plastic pyramid that you put the dice in, and that's your basically your dice cup, your shaker. And there's this little spring loaded button you push, and when you shake it, and it drops the dice out at the bottom of the pyramid. And then there's wooden camels that there's uh, the racing camels, and then there's the black and a white camel that are a crazy camel that are going the opposite direction. <laughs> and it just it's the way it is. It, it the camels are racing, and the white and black camel get on the color camels, and they mess them around and they go backwards and oh my gosh um players are betting on it but then they they can do some things with the dice rolls and cards uh to um influence the camels the colored camels yep. to go a certain way to inhibit yep. uh your opponent's uh, bets or to yep. move yours along but it is such a fun game it is oh my it, it, gosh it gets really silly because it does. it's it's a shorter track but the camels if they occupy the same spot they stack on yes. top of each other. And these are and wooden so like, camels. These are wooden colored yeah, camels. They're really cool. Very chunky. Yes. Yeah, they they feel really nice, solid. Yes. But what's silly about this game is when you get those crazy camels going backwards and then you have the regular camels going forwards, like the person, the camel who's on top is technically in first place, but you yes. get some weird situations where when you're resolving the dice, like this moves forward, then this goes back, and then this, and you could go from the last place camel goes all the way in first place with one die roll. It just gets, yes. it's so silly. The game's just so silly, but it's so much fun. And you can play up to like seven players or something. Is that right? Yeah, eight players. Up to eight players. Eight it's players. three to eight players. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's well, we've got nine in our family, so with two off at college, so everybody can play now. So yeah, it's, it is so much fun. It really is. And it grabs uh, the attention of older kids and younger kids and adults and everything. It's, yeah, it, I mean, just the table presence alone of this 3D board and the pyramid uh, dice shaker and the wooden uh, meeple camels it's everything's so really cool about th and then underlying it's a good auction betting game yeah yeah oh, kind of luck driven but yeah there still is so it fun. is there is aspects yes. silly game. i mean there's some strategy but you got to remember any game that has dice in it there for there it's uh, there's a luck aspect sure yeah, yeah. absolutely but dice are cool it, it is what it's <laughs> especially when they come with a really cool plastic pyramid dice shaker <laughs> yeah it's really cool very cool 
Okay, so next game on my list is a game I've also played this year uh, that uh, it's only a couple years old, but it's called Reef. This actually, and I don't usually talk about designers a whole lot, but the designer of this one is Emerson Matsucci, yep. which is probably one of my favorite designers. He's the one who's behind like the Century games. Um, every time I play a game by him, I just seem to really like it. Um, and a lot of times it's usually after the fact of like, hey, this was a really cool game. Who? Oh, it was Emerson Matsushi, of yeah. course. Um, uh, anyway, so Reef is a game. It's about like undersea theme reef, you know, like your coral. And so what's neat about this is all these little plastic pieces that come with it that are in different shapes. They, they kind of represent the reef uh, pieces, if you will. And the idea here is you're building reef onto your um, onto your little player board. It's kind of like a little grid. And there's these cards that are out in the middle, and you're using these cards to kind of uh, choose or draft uh, what you want. And you also have cards in hand, and they have patterns on them. And based on the patterns, you then place them on your on your um, on your board, if you will. And then they also stack on top of each other, which is pretty cool. And the idea here is you're trying to stack or get the pattern of what's showing on the cards because the cards are top and bottom. The, you know, there's a, part of it is either the victory points if you fulfill like what it's the pattern or what you can take and put on your thing. And the idea here is you're trying to create these patterns and then you get these victory points by fulfilling them and you just go back and forth doing this. It's, um, it's pretty cool. Last strategy to it. Very colorful, pretty easy to learn, like a really easy game to learn, but definitely strategy there and the components and the theme. It's really neat. Very neat. It, it won a bunch of awards in 2018 and 2019. So, um, I highly recommend it. Very cool. Um, fun little game called Reef. It plays in like 30 minutes, so can't complain about that. Two to four players, by the way. So Yeah, never complained um, about that. <laughs> yeah, great game. So it's called Reef. Last game I'll be speaking about for the, the family games for older kids is a, another favorite at this house. We, we love playing this. Introduced this to numerous people. Actually bought a copy for our... Um, or builder Henry, who came over and played this. It's Can't oh, cool. Stop. It's a oh, yeah. 1980 Sid Saxon classic game by Parker Brothers. I'm, I'm yeah. seeing a theme here, Chris. <laughs> I know. Uh, with all I the know. games you're talking about. Like it. But it's one of these things <laughs> that these games are still present and you can purchase <laughs> these. Oh, yeah. This is a game. Basically, what it is is you've got this um, hexagon. Uh, board. Stop sign. Excuse me. It's a stop sign, basically. It's a stop sign. Yeah, it looks like a stop sign. Yeah, it's a stop sign board. And um, it's a dice game. So you're you're rolling combinations of dice. And so on the board, you have spots that um, go all the way up uh, from 2 to 12. And it starts off with two spots on two, two spots on 12. And then um, as you get closer to the middle, which seven is always uh, the the most common number uh, rolled on uh, two six-sided two dice, guys. there are more spaces to fill in that. So basically the object is you roll uh, two dice and you have markers. You have these little pylon cone type markers that you put on the space. And you're trying to get... Basic rule is you get a uh, basic game is uh, version is three of your colored markers all the way to the end of that row until before somebody else does. And so what you're doing is you're trying to roll dice and um, 
the the combinations you roll with those dice, you can uh, uh, put your markers on. So once you get all three of your markers on the board, you can uh, can either stop and replace the white markers with your colored markers to set your markers on the board for permanent. Or you can press your luck and continue to roll. And as long as you're rolling combinations of the number that your markers are on, you continue to advance those. But yep. if you roll a combination that is not one of your markers, then you lose your placers and they have to come off the board. So it's like, okay, I got one or two on the board. Do I stop and put my markers there and give up my turn for the next person and come around? Or do I just keep pressing my luck? And you just, <laughs> so the gambler comes out of everybody. Oh, when yeah, They're like, does. oh, I'm it rolling. Does. I'm rolling sixes. I'm rolling sevens. Oh, I can do this. This is easy. They're getting a moving them five and six spots up the board then all of a sudden the snake eyes come out snake eyes exactly yep. and you're like what <laughs> happens oh, every time yeah it does and happens oh my gosh time. it is it is just one of those games it's so fun and there's different there's optional rules you can go to four um yeah. there's the very there's different rules you can change it to however your play favor you want to uh make it more challenging that way but basically it's a two to four player game plays in about 30 minutes really yep. simple rules but it's yeah. so engaging, and it's just yep. we have, we've introduced this game to numerous uh, friends in the Adel area, and they're just like Jenny and Thomas, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is fun. Jenny's so funny. She's rolling and she's rolling and she's rolling, and she's like, oh yeah, just really getting into that aspect. All of a sudden, boom, yeah, 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 it loses must. it, bus exactly, yep. bus, yeah, <laughs> and then even, all the hands our- go up in the air, <laughs> and the dice get chucked on the table, and you're, oh yeah, it's it's fun it's fun to see people get really enthralled in the oh that can't stop that uh, i don't know if i call it addictive behavior but uh that i got this that kind of that pressure luck it's a pressure luck game with dice yeah it's fun good game can't stop perfect classic yeah it is all right last list our last game on our list is fiverr fendon i know emily and i've talked about this before this is a rolled right game that just came out actually at gen con this last year by haba games which is kind of unique because haba games is typically your children children Mm -hmm. games um like that would fall in our last category but this one is actually more of a family game and essentially what this is it's a roll and write so the idea is there's these five dice and they all have different shapes on them and different colors of those shapes and you roll the dice and that's what you have to try to find your board so everybody gets the same board on the basic side on the van side they're all unique and it's just a grid think uh, think like a word search, but instead of letters, it's all the symbols and colors. And you have your little dry erase marker that comes with it, which is pretty cool. And you're trying to look for shapes of five that are all connecting and some, you know, connecting to each other that have all five of the shapes that were rolled. And you, everybody's doing this simultaneously. And when you think you're done, you flip the timer over and everybody has the rest of the time. And then each of the shapes have different values innately to them. And then you add up your score and whoever has the most gets that round. And then you play over five rounds and whoever has the most wins. Uh, Very easy game, but really fun. It's kind of have that puzzly word search kind of feel to it, but it's with shapes and um, kids can play, teenagers can play. But there's definitely a little learning curve that the first couple times it is a little harder, but you get used to it and everybody starts having fun and pressure and it's a good family game. Very solid uh, roll and write. And it's dry erase, which is really nice. So you can just erase yeah. the board. You don't have to worry about piece of paper or any of that. You just write on the board and wipe it off. And 
it's it's a solid little game. There's also advanced mode, so for the adults, if you want to get a little more puzzly, uh, it's good. I, Emily and I have played just the two of us many times, and we really like this game. So uh, that's Fiverr Finden. That's the number five E-R space Finden, F-I-N-D-E-N. I don't know why that's the English version yeah. translation because <laughs> yes. it's originally a German so, one, yeah. but that's the English translation. I was going to mention that Hob is a German uh, game manufacturer, typically the wooden um, block games and pieces and yeah. stuff. But yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, you yeah, I don't know either. I was scratching my head on that too. I, <laughs> I don't that. know. I don't like, know. That's, that was the English, <laughs> and that wasn't even the original German name. No, uh, no. but uh, oh. it's a good game. Really yeah. like it. Fun. Cool. Well, that's our that's our list here for family games for older children, nine to twelve. Okay. Well, the last topic for this episode uh, this this is going to be a three parter. It looks like now the time. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> we love talking uh, about games, so <laughs> yeah. we do. So this is uh, the end of part two. The last category is going to be family games for teenagers and adults, and then part three is just going to be party games and heavier games. Uh, we kind of want to spend a little extra time talking about those because some of the heavier games are some of our actual favorite games of like all time. Actually, yeah. looking at the list, yep. uh, and it, and I kind of want to do some of it justice. Not to mention party games, kind of be difficult to talk about real quickly because a lot of them, just looking at our list, are kind of. Not gimmicky per se, but they have kind of a twist that's right. hard to explain. Very quickly. unique that needs to be uh, described in yes. breath. Yeah. So look for that in episode 82, part three. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, Family Games for Teenagers and Adults. First game on my list is Parks. So this game, uh, Emily and I talked about this a few weeks ago. This is definitely a newer game that came out in the last year. And... Uh, in parks, the idea here is you're traveling through national forests as like you, you have like two little hikers and you're trying to collect uh, national parks, essentially. And you do that by w traveling these trails uh, and they're cards that come out and they're randomized. And you're going from the trailhead to the trail end. And along the way, you're collecting resources like sunshine and trees and wildlife and you spend those to buy the parks if you will and that buys probably not the right word but visit the parks and the park cards that are out have different costs associated with them and different victory points and that's essentially it i know that uh, sounds really simple and not very interesting but what makes this really interesting is the trail um, that comes out. It's randomized. There's also weather every round. So you're playing over four rounds, which is supposed to be like four seasons. And so there's some weather cards that come out that change some stuff and bonuses that happen. There's gear that you can buy along the way that give you bonuses. So think engine building. They're going to give you bonuses for collecting stuff, bonuses for you hit certain trail uh, trail spots, bonuses when you're like reduction in costs and, and visiting parks. Um, and the cool mechanism is, is you can move your, your hiker along this trail, but you can never occupy the same space as another hiker. And you have two hikers, each player does. And so there's this very strategic the order and how I'm going to do this to maximize what I want to get by at the same time trying to block everybody else. And then on top of it, the artwork for this game is absolutely gorgeous. Just beautiful, beautiful game. The, the components are great. You have like little wooden pieces and it's game trays components. Game trays is a company that makes like custom inserts. And so everything fits 
perfectly into the box. It's a small box footprint. Everything goes in really well. Great quality, great components, great artwork. A lot of fun gameplay. I can't can't recommend this enough. Uh, Parks is is a lot of fun. Really enjoy this game, um, and I think you will too. And it's a great family game. That's Parks. The game I'm going to be talking about is one of our favorites. Uh, Brian introduced this to me at Origins. Uh, first time we went there, we pulled it out, sat down, and played it. It's Clank, a deck building oh, adventure so game. It is. Oh, basically, so whole concept is, is you're an adventure. You're going down into this dungeon and you're trying to claim as much treasures as you can without attracting the attention of the dragon. Um, so basically, it's <laughs> it's a deck uh, deck building uh, dungeon race. So you go in, you have your start off with your basic deck, and then as you add on and in, in think to it, um, you expand and give your strategies or powers or this kind of aspect with your deck. Yep. And you're going on and trying to get these treasures and doing all this stuff. And you're uh, what happens is you generate uh, noise, your clank. Um, and that's yep. bad. When you get to certain levels, it starts waking up and attracting the dragon. And yep. so the object is is to get in there and get the treasures, which you're going to make some noise. So the dragon is going to wake up at some time. So the object is get in there, get as much treasure as you can, and make it out successfully. And you also enrage the dragon, yes. too, as you get uh, treasure, which means pulling more clank out of that yes. bag that's that yes. clank mechanic so that's the neat thing is i love these bags where you have these blind draws like quacks of quinlanberg we talked about last year that's one of my favorite games um but that aspect of the blind draw pulling out and because whatever actions you do it generates um these uh objects that go in the bag and there's the clank and more clank and more enraging the dragon as you go along there's it puts more deficit into the bag so it's the option of oh, pulling out good stuff pulling out bad stuff oh my and you know the adventure of pressing your luck aspect a little bit into it as well as the deck building aspect there's some really cool game mechanics that mesh well together in this game to just make it a fun fun um game i love the 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 high fantasy theme i'm i'm the dungeons and dragons grew up that elves dwarves dragons all this kind of stuff that i really into that theme and this is rich in it and it's not pasted on but it's really enriched in it and this is one that teens and older kids would really really enjoy and getting into that aspect of creating their adventure with the deck building and then going off and pressing your luck and trying to get all this and then get out before your buddy gets, he let him feel the wrath of the dragon and you get your treasures and get out of here. So really love this game. Really love this game. It's a great game. Um, I love deck builders anyway, yep. but it just adds another thing to it. Which is really cool. Yeah, it's it's so good, and 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 you have the different versions. There's a bunch of expansions, and right. and there may or may not be a legacy game that's on our heavier games list. Uh, you'll find out next time. Yeah, uh, it's it's so much fun. I love this game. Clank deck building adventure. Great, great game. Get it. All right, next game on my list is Isle of Cats. So this is another newer game that came out this year. Came out of Kickstarter and just got delivered in the last year. Uh, this game is about cats, and it's they're cats on an <laughs> island. Uh, <laughs> I think this there's a storyline. The storyline is you're, like, trying to save these cats that are, like, they're, like, sentient, I believe. Yeah. And, you, you, and you're yeah. trying to save them from this island, but this evil, like, pirate guy is coming to, like, cat, 
kidnap the cats. And so you you got to this island first, and you're trying to get as many cats off the island as possible before this guy shows up, which when he shows up, that's the end of the game. And then you score points based on how well you did. And so um, how this kind of really plays out is you have your boat, your own board, and they're all tiled out. And all the cats that come out are these... Uh, like Tetris type shape, like polynomial shapes. And there's cards, so it's card drafting. Think uh, Sushi Go, you know, like Sushi mm-hmm. Go where Love you that. like pick a card and then pass it. Pick some cards, pass it. That's the same idea here. And you're using these cards either to, uh, you have to get food, fish, and you have to get baskets to capture cats. <laughs> that's I'm serious. That's how you capture the cats. Yeah. You put them on your board. Hilarious. Uh, you also have cards that give you victory point conditions at the end of the game. They might be stuff like, hey, if you get five points for every spot that's closed off and blah, 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 uh, just tons and tons of cards. And then there's some like one time action cards that give you bonuses when you do stuff. And that's basically the game. As you're taking these cats, you're putting them on your board. And, and like I said, there's all these different scoring condition cards, which you may or may not acquire, um, which really changes the game every time. So it's not the same it's not the same mission. The same mission isn't to always cover your boat completely. Sometimes you might not want to based on what victory point cards you got. And so that's what you're trying to aim for. And then at the end of the game, you kind of count up all the point scoring and and that's the game. It's kind of silly, kind of fun, great artwork, cool presence. And it kind of has that puzzly aspect of placing tiles and try to fit them just right. And they're not just normal, like, Oh, this is the L shape or this is a block. They're all, they're like really complicated and crazy shapes, which Tetris makes it a little type, more interesting. Yeah. yeah, more complicated than Absolutely. Tetris. Like, com- yep. yeah, and that's what makes it kind of interesting and in trying to fit everything in your boat. And uh, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, called Isle of Cats. Nice, fun stuff. Next game on my list is another one that's a favorite of ours. We played this at work a few times, called mm-hmm. Colt Express. It's mm-hmm. it's a basically it's a train robbery game. So yeah, uh, it is <laughs> ba- the, the history on it. It's it's the 11th of July in 1899 at 10 a.m. The Union Pacific Express has left Folsom, New Mexico, with 47 passengers on board. After a few minutes, gunfire and a hurry and footsteps on the roof can be heard. Heavily armed bandits have come to rob honest citizens of their wallets and jewels. Will they succeed in stealing the suitcase holding the Nice Valley Coal Company's weekly pay? Or, despite having it been placed under the supervision of Marshal Samuel Ford, and basically Gold Express, you, you play bandit robbing the train. It is so yep. cool. This train, it's a 3D train, and you've got a wooden uh, meeple bandit. Uh, the 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 components of this are just awesome. You've got an, oh, yeah. uh, you've got a, a, the train engine, and then the different cars and caboose, and it's yeah. it's a very the, the game aspect. There's two phases really. You have the scheming phase where players ha, um, have two to five different action cards on a common pile, and what you do is you select your cards and you scheme of what you're going to do. And then, then their phase two is in order. Yes, in order. Everybody's yep. placing order. Yep. Yeah, Everybody. it's kind of like programming. Yes, you're, you're basically programming. programming. Your actions. Yep, you're programming. Yep. And then in the phase two, it's the stealing phase, and that's when you go through the order of operations. Of he flips a card one at a time. One at a time. Yep. He and then he. Uh, this first person resolves their action, and the second person flips, and he resolves. So if you schemed right, you could be in benefit, or if you schemed wrong, yeah. you could be bad. I mean, there's tops where you're inside the car and you go on top 
top of the roof or you're on the, and you sh- you could shoot at people like in the in the same car or the next car or you can punch or them punch in the same them. punch them in the same car and steal and stuff. You're picking up treasure. Yes, you're picking up treasure yeah. the whole time. It really is. It's a programming type game aspect. But but if if you got punched to the X car and then you thought you were in the other car yes. to pick up, yep. but there's nothing to pick up in this car. Well, guess what? You don't get to do anything. So it's, there's a lot yes. of anticipation and trying to try to remember. Okay, well they went there and then I'm going to be here. I think they're going to be here, yep. so I think I could punch them. Like it's it's really fun programming. Plus you throw the marshal in there and yeah, uh, it's just a cool silly theme. Plus that train is very cool. Oh my on gosh, the, on the yeah. No, it was it was a. Uh... Uh, 2015 Spielstischers winner and oh, a lot, lot of lots of it's probably got 20 different awards. It's won uh, over the years from 2014 to 2016. Just really a fun, fun game. Kids yep. would love this. Yep, and and there's some expansions that yep. add in like uh, uh, horses and other stuff. And then I think they just came out with like a Colt Express Express game, which is like a yes. express game of Colt Express. I and and that, that brings out the the individuals, the different bandits have uh, a character names and they have abilities and things like this, that yeah. it's, it's asymmetric ability. Well, that expands upon those characters more in that game. But yeah, it's, yeah. I saw that, but yeah, Colt Express. Oh my gosh. Fun, fun game. Awesome. Go take a look at pictures on board game geek. Awesome table presence. The, oh, yeah. uh, kids would just love this. Good game. All right. Next game on my list is Potion Explosion. So this is a this is a neat little game that also has a neat table presence. I see a theme here of some <laughs> of these games that we're coming out with. But this game is neat because of the uh, of the contraption that's on it. So there's this 3D tray thing that has uh oh gosh how do you even channels that you put you there's a hopper and you put the marbles on it and they roll down these channels and so think like bejeweled or some of those other like cell phone games where you're trying to make pairs and matches well the idea here is you're trying to make potions because you're like a wizard or something and how you do this is on your turn you basically just pick one marble from one of the tracks and you try to make explosions or these combinations. And so the idea is when you take a marble, if the two marbles on either side of the marble you took are the same color and touch, it creates an explosion. And then you get those ones and then you pick those up. Well, if you pick those up and the marbles on either side of those colors are the same color and they touch it, it, it can have like this real cool chain reaction. And so instead of getting one marble, you can get four, five, six marbles. And you're trying to fill these potions that have requirements for the different colors of marbles. When you fill them, you get that potion, which has victory points on them. And then all the potions also have special abilities. So once you fill them, you can actually drink the potion and they give you like kind of rule breaking type things where, hey, you can take two marbles. You can rearrange these marbles. You, they, They're all over the board. And the cool thing is you randomly select which potions you're going to have each game. So you don't even play with all the potions. And so the combinations can kind of change how the game plays um fairly simple a lot of fun very puzzly and has a really cool table presence uh with that 3d tray thing with the marbles and shoots and um it's a cool game i really like it um everybody i've played it with loves it and uh this definitely is probably for more teenagers because there's a lot of strategy and then trying to use all the special action potions um haven't tried playing with our son i think he's definitely too young for it but definitely teenagers and adults would love this that's uh, Potion Explosion. 
Next game I'm talking about is one that Brian and Emily gave Jamie and I um, are, as a wedding gift. And it is Pandemic Rapid Response. Uh, it's a game came out last year, 2019. It basically it falls along the theme of pandemic. Um, but what it is, this is a um, cooperative real-time strategy game. Mm -hmm. So what you do basically is you're um it's it's a race against time. Uh, you roll dice to create supplies. Um, you fly a plane around. You're in a plane, hence the rapid response, and you're flying around cities to deliver these certain specific supplies that they need on their card and uh, meet uh, the needs to uh, uh, stop the disaster. Well, as you're uh, flying the plane and doing all these actions within the plane to do the laboratory, you got to uh, move the supplies and get energy, and there's very different things you have to coordinate all. Um, you go around and to the cities and drop off these supplies. Well, more disasters come about. Well, yep. <laughs> the the whole thing is is what's this is a cooperative game like pandemic. The whole thing is is you have a sand timer, and you have to do all of this and accomplish all these actions before the sand timer runs out. Or if it does, then there's some negative aspects. You you basically get these little tokens that um it, it, once you lose all of them when when the sand timer runs out you lose a token and once you lose all the tokens the game over so you gain tokens as you accomplish missions you get more tokens to preserve yourself to continue on but it is it's a 20 minute game um that you draw characters to begin with that are like the scientist or the pilot you have um a specific ability asymmetrical ability that enhances a certain action um that is maybe needed or is needed throughout the game allows but, you yes, like ignore yes. rule yeah. or gives you exactly like if, yeah. if you're flying the plane you get to go move a little uh move a little faster or you don't have to roll as as many plane dice and stuff it's yeah it's pretty cool it, it it's a real fun game uh, Jamie loves it. Stressful. Ugh, it is very stressful. It is one of these games we introduced to um, uh, Thomas and Jenny, some of our friends here in Adel, and played it with them. And we lost. We lost miserably the very first time we played it. <laughs> Same and, here. And, and, we yeah. lost our first game too, really bad. Yeah. And Je and Jenny's <laughs> like, we're playing this again. So we played it again and won. And we're like, hey, okay. And, and Jamie and I were like, we're gonna move on to another game. And, Jamie, and, and Jenny's like, no, we're gonna play this again. <laughs> and so, oh my gosh! And this was just the easy level. We didn't have an even oh, touch yeah. the tough level. Or there's just like crisis. Oh my that gosh! Can come out. Yes, and, and oh we didn't word. even get to some of the game mechanics that adds more stress to it. Oh my gosh! It was so much fun though. Everybody just totally yeah. loved this, and it has dice in it. It's one of, I love dice games. Just there's fun. a lot of dice. Each there's person a lot of has their yeah. dice, which is yep. neat. It is. It is. So there's a good table presence. Really neat art. Uh, just mm -hmm. it has that very pandemic. Captures show. the theme. Yeah, it does. It very yeah, it does. Captures the Ab theme. Absolutely, it does. So yeah. it's one of our favorites. Uh, pandemic rapid response. Highly recommend. Yeah, cool. I'm glad you guys like yeah. it. We like it too. It's it it's def uh, real time games are, you know, they, they are they're they're unique yep. and there's not a lot of them out there, but they're a lot of fun. I I love real time games and uh next game i'm going to talk about is imperial settlers empires of the north so there's a series of games called imperial settlers they're they're a card game where you're 
you take uh, control of a civilization, you're kind of building buildings and doing other stuff, and it's just a lot of victory points and stuff like that. Well, um, they take that, but they 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 change the theme a little bit. It's called Empires of the North. It's a little more cartoony and less like serious, if you will. Uh, but similar gameplay, but I like the gameplay on this a lot better. They fix some of the problems I have with the base Imperial settlers. And and honestly, I think Empires of the North is is way, way, way better than Imperial Settlers. There's like no reason to get Imperial Settlers after playing this. This seemed like second version of Imperial Settlers, if you know what I mean. Because Imperial yep. Settlers is definitely an older game that's been around for a really long time. And Empire of the North only Empires of the North only came out a couple years ago. So really highly recommend it. But the idea is it's kind of the same thing as you're building up these buildings. And it's definitely engine building because these buildings are going to give you actions that you can you can tap, if you will. And you just keep trading turns with other players until everybody passes. And there's a phase where there's these boats because uh, you can build these boats and they give you special victory points and, and resources. And then the, uh, there's some mechanism resetting and then you go at it again. And uh, essentially, you're just going through a deck, your deck of cards, paying resources out, playing out these buildings, which give you victory points that then you can use as actions and they give you bonuses and reduction and so it's it's kind of this big engine building which you know that's probably really like this and it, it just feels really good because by the end of the game you're doing you get all these actions and it just feels really good and you get your engine going and then the it, it it's like the perfect length of time where you get your engine going you get to utilize it but then it doesn't drag on but i really enjoy this game a lot of fun i really like the theme i like the card play I like the engine building and uh we re we really like it. So that's Imperial Settlers, Empires of the North. Yes, that does sound a lot of fun. The last game I'm going to be talking about is a game came out in 2018. It's called Space Base. And what you're trying to do is you, you, uh, you play the role of a Commodore of a small fleet. And you're trying to amass spaceships in your fleet. And you roll your way to domination basically this is a dice rolling um card drafting game you have a tableau of like which is because which is your docking station basically and you're chucking dice to roll combinations to get these uh spaceship cards onto your uh, fleet create a base uh and colonies out in space and you you gain income you spread your influence um, there's several different things depending on the various ships, what you can do. Uh, really, it is. It's uh, it's an engine building game, um, which mm -hmm. I know you would like. You like that aspects of it, and it's yeah, the I dice love idea. space. So do it's I. So it good. is so fun, and it's a game. What I really like is you can teach this in one to two rounds and of the game, and uh, people pick it up. And then, I mean, you really don't have to go over the rules as much. You just say, hey, we're going to start playing and step through it for the first round or two. And boom, then they can figure it out and go from there. But it's it's one of those games. I, I, I've heard people talk about uh, Machi Kori in that aspect. And Machi Kori. Like, Machi Kori, if I'm pr sorry, pronouncing that wrong. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're like, if you like that, this is so much better. It's it's. Yep. And oh my gosh, it's it's fun. It, it's kind of it. It takes that part of Settlers of Catan that people like. Yes. Um, and because Machi Koro is a lot like Settlers of Catan, the idea is 
there's numbers that represent the dice, right? Yep. And so then on your turn, you roll the dice and that activates those spots or those numbers of ships. And so in, in space base, you're constantly upgrading those docks or those numbers and they give you special abilities. So when you roll it, you're getting tons of extra money and yep. income and stuff like that. And so definitely that engine building that I just absolutely Yeah, love. you love it. One of the aspects I really like about this, this is a game where um, on my turn, everybody else is still involved because whatever yes, I roll yes. on my dice, everybody gets something. I, I roll dice, I'm yes. going to get more, but people around the table also benefit from those dice rolls uh, according to uh, what it is. And so it's yep. it's a game that just because it's my turn doesn't mean uh, other people are, are out of it. It's it's an engaging yep. game um, yes. of, of two to five players that constantly um, are involved. So it, everybody's active, yep. which I really like. Also, you're not, also, you're not tied to just the uh, the... The product of the two dice. You can pick. Yep. So if you roll a one and a four, you could do a one, the four, or just the five. Yep. And so it gives you way more options. And so the bell curve of where, you know, where normally seven is going to be your best, it spreads that yeah, curve out a lot more. And so I, I don't, I, it gives a lot more strategy and replayability because if it, if it didn't do that, you would just always go for the six, seven, eight, right. you know, middle, and it would yep. be kind of boring. Yep. And that's kind of what Settlers devolves into when you play that game a lot is that you just want to go for those fours fives sixes eights whoever can get those are going to be you know better off and, and this there's way more strategy you have it's not so luck dependent because of that and i really like yeah it. so do i and it, it's a space theme which i i enjoy sci-fi theme um but it's yeah it's fun it's fun yeah highly recommend that space space it's by aeg yep I also, there's that uh, Pluto expansion that adds a campaign to it. Yes, which yeah. Which I've heard is really good. The, and that's that's just came out recently, I believe. Yes, later, I want to say 2019, um, yeah. later, uh, just last year. But yeah, this is this is a game. It, it, it was up for some Golden Geek Award, Best Family Game, Origin Awards, Best Board Game nominee. Um, yeah, Meeple's Choice nominee. So it's it's gotten some awards of late for the family game category. Yeah, great game. It also plays really well on Tabletop Simulator. Just throwing oh, that out there. Oh, I have not done that. Yeah, it's great. Um, all right. Last game on our list for this episode is going to be The Crew. So The Crew is a definitely a newer game that just came out in the last year. It, it actually, I think, won a bunch of awards or is up for a bunch of awards. Uh, but essentially, it, it's a cooperative trick-taking yep. game, which seems kind of weird, a uh, trick-taking game that's cooperative, but it definitely is. The idea is we're uh, a crew on a space shuttle, and we have, we're like in transit, and we're doing all these missions, and so you go through these missions numbered 1 through 50, and it gets progressively harder, and each scenario or mission gives you requirements of what you have to accomplish, and how many cards, and blah, 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 and it, there's enough variety that it doesn't feel like the same thing over and over each mission uh but essentially you know you're starting out where everybody's just getting one card and by the end everybody's getting a handful of cards these there's you know multiple 
there's multiple suits, multiple numbers. Most games are is there's this deck of cards that represent each card in the deck, and then you auction off and say, okay, well, I can take this, I can take this, and each person has to take the card. And the idea to pass is you have to take that card out of the tricks that from people's hands. So if the pink nine, I'm saying I, I'm going to take the pink nine, well, I have to get the pink nine and take it in my trick. And so there's a lot of strategy, and so a lot of time it's like sloughing off and playing off each other, but there's not much table knowledge. However, there's some communication uh, mechanics where you can show cards, and so there's a lot of strategy and puzzle to it, and I don't know, it's really fun, very interactive, and if you love if you love trick-taking games, this is a fantastic game. Uh, I just absolutely love it. Very small size, pretty cheap, um, but a lot of fun. I think this was my most played game in 2020, if I remember right, looking at my plays. I think I played this almost 29 or 30 times this year. Uh, great game. Just, I really love it. It's a lot of fun. So that's called The Crew. Yes, it's a very unique game. I mean, how many trick-taking cooperative games do you know right yeah <laughs> so and it's, it's not all and no. it's not all one note too no, it does enough it there's it throws some it, without spoiling anything it throws some wrenches in there as you go you're like okay i were getting this and it's like and now it just got a lot harder yeah. you're like whoa how are we supposed to do this and it's really cool so that that right there and if you're out to try a different style like a very new type of a style of game. This one's it, and it's oh for yeah, sure, it is very fun. It really I wouldn't is. be surprised if we see more of these types yes, of games coming. Exactly, out. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, kind of ahead of its time. I think yep. it started yep. something. It, it did start something. It, very unique in the gameplay. All right, well that concludes our part two. This did go on a little over an hour, but uh, hopefully there was a game in here for about everybody. Hopefully something you found new or interesting that uh, you could find maybe is your next favorite game, or at least a game you can play with your kids that won't make you want to, you know. <laughs> make you enjoy the holidays. Your eyes exactly, out. make you enjoy the yeah. holidays. <laughs> Actually enjoy, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we do thank you for listening again. If this uh, was your first time listening, we appreciate you listening. This is not a normal episode by any means, but hopefully there was something uh, that you got out of this, and we we thank you for joining us. Uh, this next week, we'll, in the next week or so, I'm not sure on the exact date, but we'll get part three out there for you uh, where we go over our party games and our heavier games. The heavier games, look at this list. We got some really good yes, ones, so I'm excited to talk about those. I think some of these are in our top five list they type are. of games. So they are. Decent, like, really good games. So really excited about talking about those. Anything before we take off, Chris? No, it's just, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we love talking games, and we could sit here and talk for hours and hours and hours. Um, well, we technically have. Yeah, I know. It's one. So. It is. Yeah, we know. <laughs> so it's it's thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. And we love um, uh, anybody reaching out. We'd love to hear from you. Love to just shoot us an email, contact us, however, Board Game Geek, just email the, the show, uh, uh, messages on social media, any of that stuff. It's We just love games. We love playing games, uh, which it's kind of hard to do at work now since we're not at work, or with families throughout whole, or with non-family members throughout all of this. But um, the next best thing is talking about games. So thanks thanks yeah. for uh, appeasing us so we appreciate it. we appreciate Absolutely. it oh wonderful well thank you very much uh, it was nice talking to you chris thank you, you for too. listening until next time from the games we play i am brian and i'm chris and keep on gaming 
Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.